This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele on 101.9 High FM. Good evening to all and uh, thanks for tuning in uh, uh, on this glorious Tuesday evening. My name is Nimrod Mbele and I'm delighted to be in your midst uh, as we share space and time on this very troubled uh, period of our lives. Uh, and I'm, I'm quite delighted that most people have gone back to work um, and I'm just delighted in inverted commas because that's going to be the theme of our tonight's conversation. But anyway, I mean, the highways are now, you know, getting busy. Uh, and for me, which is a good sign, um, like I said earlier, um, th- th- there's a lot of depression that is taking place. A lot of people are being hamstrung by COVID-19, which I think we obviously need to think differently uh, in trying to, to, to get, firstly, the health imperatives up and, up and going, but also resuscitate the economy. But in the middle, uh, while we're, too, we're pushing all these two critical imperatives, we need to get people some sense of hope. We need to give people some sense of relief. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know how. I don't have the, the instrument, but I'm, I'm drawn online by Mr. Billy Silicon, a well-known international speaker and author and a business coach. I'm also being joined online by Vusinda, uh, Velindaba. He's also a, a well-known international speaker, author and business coach. And, of course, we have a regular voice on the show, which is uh, Mr. Justice Ndaba, who is a director at Knowledge Anchors Group. And uh, last but not least, uh, we have Eric Stillerman, the CEO of London uh, School of Business Online. Gentlemen, good evening and welcome. Hi, good evening, good evening Nimrod. Hi. Thank you. Good evening to the listeners. And good evening, thank gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you very much. It's good always a pleasure God. to have you guys. Um, like I said earlier, um, we, we are in a very depressing environment. We know you've been downgraded. We know we're now in recession. We know that unemployment rate is, is exceptionally high. We know the fact that the job losses are going to be unprecedented. And, and the biggest question is, how do we keep people motivated? How do we keep uh, that positive energy that we desperately need? Um, you know, how do we keep the fires home burning, so to speak? Gentlemen, I mean, I, this is a million dollar question. I have no answers for, but I brought you in as, as, as gurus in this, in this space because you are in a business of motivating people. You're in a business of inspiring, of, of, of inspiring hope, confidence and positivity. Let me start with you, Billy. How would you go about, you know, uh, motivating people despite this, uh, COVID-19, COVID-19 epidemic that is literally obliterated all the dreams that you can think of? Well, well, I think it's, I think we need to start with the context, you know, and context is very important. And when I'm talking about context, what do I really mean? I mean, what, what this has brought to us globally, it has awakened us to the fact that all the fluff, the bells and whistles were totally unnecessary. That we had been living our lives in so much excess. We've been chasing out externally. We were not in, inside ourselves. And this external chase of the shiny things, has created a world of the haves and the absolute have-nots. And and for me, what I've seen, what this thing has done, it has created what I call a dematerialization of the world. So when we were locked down, whether you had a V8 engine car or a V1, it didn't matter. Whether you had Hugo Boss suit or Giorgio Armani, it did not matter. Whether you were called CFO, CFO, or whatever, at your workplace, to your children, you were just father. You were the father, you were there. And if you're the head of HR, you're just mother, or you're the CEO, you're just mother. So that's the context. The context is the world had been living a, we've, we had created a world which is completely unsustainable in the sense that we, we were chasing. We were not inside our lives, ourselves. We were always outside. We were always wanting to look different, to dress different. But the truth is we were never inside ourselves. So I believe that this time and this moment that we've been given, We've been given a moment to go inside, to ask ourselves the real profound questions about what's important about life. And, and, and for me, it has proven very simply that we need shelter, we need food, you know, we need, we, so we need shelter, we need food, we need clothing. When, when I'm saying shelter it doesn't talk about double story house. When I'm saying food, it doesn't talk about prawns. When I talk about clothes, it doesn't talk about Giorgio Armani. So we need to go back to the beginning and the basic. And once we can understand the basics and the context, then it's easy for us to say to people, 
Now that we are where we are, re-look at yourself without any external influence and ask yourself this one profound question. What should your life be about? What should your contribution to life be? And if we can help people to answer that question for themselves without any preconceived notion of how we want them to be, but if they go deep down inside themselves and ask themselves this one question, what should my contribution to life be? That's where we'll be able to not motivate them, but inspire them. You know, give them the energy, give them the strategies and give them the know-hows of going through this transformational process. You know, shifting from the old self to the new self through the bridge of change. I think that's how we should be looking at this. Thank you very much, Billy, for that uh, um, introduction note, which is quite useful. Gentlemen, Billy Silicon has set the tone. Uh, I want to just quickly jump to Veli as well to, to give me your thoughts as to how do we go about I mean, Veli, Veli has already touched on a few interesting issues. You want to perhaps maybe pick on any of those issues that he pointed out, or you want to just start from scratch, uh, uh, Veli? Uh, thank you very much, uh, Dr. Bell, and uh, good evening to everyone, and uh, obviously to your your listeners. Uh, I think it's very important. I mean, what Papilia uh, uh, just said is very, very important. And more so, when you talk about the internal connection, so it means we need to tap into who we really are. That's something that's very, very important. You know, where you you stop chasing so many other things. Uh, but the, the how do we lost, uh, how do we deal with the fact that, uh, I mean, that uh, so many people are going to go hungry and stuff like that. So one thing that I just want to say on that is that this actually causes panic. It causes fear. And this fear is not something that we need to be very much uh, 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 that, that we must be so much worried about. Fear can be good and fear can be bad. Fear is good in a sense that it gives you a signal to say things are changing or things have changed. Fear gives you the signal that you are operating outside the norm. So like Peter spoke about living, I mean, life, the life of excesses and, and, and being so much connected with the outside where we are, we have missed out on really who we are and, and trying to connect with the small things that we are supposed to be connected with and, and just doing basic things like clothing and, and food and stuff like that. So what I just want to say is fear is good as a signal that things are different and things require you to, to react or respond differently. But one thing that you don't want to do with fear is to let it paralyze you. That's the bad part about fear. When you start looking at something and saying, this thing is here to finish me off. But the fact is, how do you think differently? And how can you be able to adapt yourself and find a way to navigate through what is happening right now? Because number one, you've got to accept that things have changed and they will never be the same ever again. And then number two, how do you find your way to think differently? Because obviously... Some of the skills that you have may actually being maybe may, will become redundant. Now, how are you going to reskill yourself, and how are you going to retrain yourself to stay relevant and actually upskill yourself? So, I think that's where we need to start because it's not just about motivation. Yes, it's motivation and inspiration, but we need to embrace optimism. But we need to balance it as well with realism. And realism says the situation is here, and what are we doing? to get ahead of the situation and make sure that we do what we have to do. That's my part. Oh, thank you. Uh, you raised a very interesting uh, point, uh, Veli. Firstly, the fact that fear is something that we need to embrace. You don't have to, you know, we don't have to panic. But the truth of the matter is we're panicking already. The truth of the matter is people are going to lose their jobs. People are going to lose their houses. We're panicking because we have, we, we, our vantage point is different. Somebody who has a house or cars or a positive balance may not necessarily respond to the current quagmire in the same way someone who's, who lives in the shack. How do you motivate these completely different uh, segments of society? Because fear, in my mind, you know, can only if if, it's, if we're not managing correctly, 
you know, can paralyze not only the individual, but can also paralyze society as a whole. So, so I think perhaps maybe Eric might want to jump in there, but, but for me, it's important that firstly, Billy, we're quite correct, but we have to understand the context. And I want to piggyback on the issues, uh, mentioned by, by, by Vele that firstly, um, you know, how do we reskill ourselves? How do we reposition ourselves? Because life as we knew before COVID-19, uh, has gone. And most, some of the skills that we knew before uh, have, have become obsolete or are going to be obsolete as we move forward. I mean, as I'm talking to you now, we, I'm progressing from home. It, it, it's not something that we were quite accustomed to. So one has to le- learn new skills and stuff like that. So uh, what's your take on that, uh, Eric? Yeah, thanks. Uh, it's a pleasure to be part of this panel. Um, there have been a lot of panels, uh, you know, out in the communities uh, sharing ideas on, on how to uh, deal and cope with, with COVID and lockdown and, and the economy and the health situation. We, we all, you know, well, not all, but, you know, a lot of people are deeply engaged in, in all these issues all the time. Uh, I agree with what Billy said. I, I, I'll talk and what Billy said. I'll talk, you know, personally here. Uh, to a degree to personalize it because I think a, a lot of people have got different experiences. Um, the way I've looked at it, I've certainly gone through a bit of the introspective in, inside out, uh, type of approach Billy's suggesting and, and what Billy's suggesting is moving forward. My own take right now is we need to be moving forward. We need to really uh, be thinking uh, on a macro level of how to get this economy going um, and what is the most, uh, you know, risk uh, 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 managed way to do it uh, beyond, I think, uh, uh, the the current thinking on the risk-adjusted uh, 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 phases of the lockdown because the damage is catastrophic as we speak. It's not that people are going to lose or already suffering that the economy itself is not sustainable at this level. And worldwide, you know, countries uh, from China to Europe to uh, um, to America are move, finding a way to move forward and to renormalize. Even if you look at the uh, stock exchange and you look um, at, at, at how there's a sense of optimism that, yes, um, while things will never be the same again, there are familiar aspects of the world that we knew that will be there and that we need to re-engage with, and that is running our lives and running our businesses in a, in a, in a, in a normal way. On a personal level, the ability to operate within the lockdown scenario to me has been very vital. I'm fortunate in that I run an online education business, and I've been running it for two years. And some of the, and, and, and this, you know, covered this lockdown period has given me an opportunity to redesign and redevelop my website, reinvent, reposition with the help of, of, of professionals that have helped me all online. And I'm operating. Um, and, and uh, the, the uptake at seven o'clock, there'll be another session, a Zoom session. Uh, on, on online education, if you're interested, I'll send you the link. Uh, about half a dozen different uh, panelists who, who that whole world has become a new reality. So um, the yeah, I, I'm saying positivity. You know, I can share a couple more sort of practical tips about running my life that maintains me motivated and 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 positive. And it and it starts off with really having a routine in the day where one looks after one work, one's work-life balance. I look after my, my health, do a series of exercises, just walking out in, in, in six to nine as, as, as generated. I've certainly, from my point of view, in the neighborhood that I'm in, an incredible vibe. People have rediscovered walking around the streets, exercising, spending some quality time with family, having a routine of when is my day starting, when do I switch on my computer, having an itemized to-do list, 
having a lunchtime, taking a break, walking around for a while. And yeah, so those are my introductory thoughts on how to take it further. We'll see what the rest of the panel has got to say. Thank you very much, Eric, for that uh, interesting observation or interesting take to life um, amidst the COVID-19. Can we bring in Justice Ndaba here? Justice, what's your take based on what Billy Silicon said and based on what Veli and, of course, uh, uh, Eric said? Well, uh, good evening, um, Doc and uh, 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 the panel members and, of course, your listeners. I um, I actually do agree that um, our situation right now um, tells us that we are we are living in a changed world. Okay, so which means that uh, for us to survive this changed world, we have to survive and we have to adapt. So adaptation will be a very key point, you know, because, I mean, if a change uh, in essence means if you don't adapt, you're done. So meaning that one of the things, therefore, to, to adapt to a changed world um, it's about, and I mean, this COVID thing is teaching us that uh, survival will be those that react quickest to to new things. And I mean, um, the quicker we, we we react and the quicker we we get into new things, the better we will be able to survive. And there's an element of now forced entrepreneurship because well, why is that? Is because some of our old skills, obviously. Uh, might not assist us, at least in the mid- short to medium term. So, uh, uh, you know, the, the fact of the matter is that we are affected. And I just want to highlight certain things that I think are going to be winning industries going forward, you know. For instance, um, if people are to, maybe there are many people that are thinking, what can I do now? I mean, I've made a list of what I think will be winning industries going forward, for instance, because we know that there are many industries that are affected now, retail, travel, tourism, hospitality, and so on. So I, I my list of winning industries involve, for instance, uh, if you want to play and, 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 and develop your skills into new things, one has to consider going into digital products, as an example, because those are things that you are able to develop and distribute and people can, can, can use or utilize them wherever that they are. And I see the geek economy flourishing, for instance, uh, digital, uh, geek. Um, I, I, I think, um, you would see that, um, uh, uh, online coaching, teaching, uh, would, 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 would be a good thing to get into. Uh, mental health space, um, uh, insurances. I see insurances are picking up quite a lot and will be quite good to go into. And I see also alternative medicines, alternative, um, alternate medicines that industry will go. Uh, and of course, continuously gaming would be gaming in the sense of, 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 uh, coding, gaming, you know, the children's stuff that industry will go. Healthcare would move on. And I see, um, for instance, we, we, we now, um, digital marketing and affiliate marketing, that industry will pick up as people want to review their business models and see how they, um, they can do things. And of course, network marketing, like Prabili there, that industry will fall, flourish, you know, and, and, and I think, uh, data sciences, will will go on and something that I never thought about that I see when I looked at um, some other industries that can pick up was the the, the spiritual space given that people are, 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 are in a space where they are a little bit depressed uh, there's issues of, of of spiritual challenges so that 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 may be something to consider to play in so um, while there could be concerns and issues around where our skills are taking us or, or our current skills, whether they are relevant or not, there is opening up of new industries that people can begin to, 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 to check in, you know. So 
if we can uh, look at our alternatives, introspect a little bit more, and then develop our new skills. I mean, there's webinars on a daily basis now in terms of what can we do, for instance, in uh, in online things, things online. Um, people can improve their skills. And, and But one of the first things nowadays, especially on a health basis, we need to look at uh, some coping mechanisms that we can develop because um, what I see is that um, a lot of people, for instance, we've had about 20 inquiries this week alone of um, possible retrenchment. And then my observation was that a lot of that, we've today we consulted with two clients, um, the, many of them were too quick to say, look, we can't afford you, you must go. But when we started the consultation process, there were possibilities that, for instance, some services could be suspended for at least three months and then look at um, resuscitating after about three months or so. So it was not necessary to, to retrench immediately. So maybe sometimes it would be maybe a consideration of where people are at because uh, in many instances I think we are too quick to, 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 to then which forces people to experience for instance uh, insomnia, headaches, depression and anger as the result of, 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 of because people are unable to assist. I mean I think that people can look at things that um, they'll pick up in their patients where are results of of, of inability to cope. So, but I mean, there are industries that are, as I said, that are opening up that we can look at um, getting into. um, Okay. Expanding our skills in, new skills in. Thank you very much, Justice. I think maybe I take take away porn from one just said, which was quite elaborate, that, it, that, that in my view, motivation, that element of positivity, positivity, firstly, it's about being agile, the extent to which we, we ought to be responsive. Mm-hmm. The other one that you raised, which I think is important, is, is what I would call hustling. Uh, you call it uh, false entrepreneurship, that's hustling, yeah. which is no longer going to be a by the way, but it's going to be at the core. And I want to mm-hmm. just bring Billy uh, on, on, on these quick issues because I mean, hustling, um, it, it, it is coming on. Uh, and how do we engender the spirit of n- n- never to give up? Because we know that in, uh, in households, um, you know, sad hustling, it has always been like, oh, well, I'll see it. Uh, I'm sure we around. Agility as individuals and pursuing uh, uh, environments that uh, uh, promote entrepreneurship. Yeah, I, I think what we what we need to do we need to become you know very spoke about the fact that we need to put optimism with realism in the same space. We need to be optimistic. We need to be positive, but we need to say what is the clear and present danger now, and how do we deal with it? And therefore, it means that for us to move ahead and move forward. One has to look at auxiliary skills around you and auxiliary industries around you that you can begin to become part of to make sure that you earn a living. Because most businesses have lost 100% of their clients. People went on a panic, cancelled things. You know, all uh, event-based business like ours, speaking and coaching and training, all of those is gone because people want to go on, online. But again, online, uh, might they, a lot of people say they're Zoomed out. They say, I can't be sitting on Zoom the whole day. It, 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 is, it is creating issues. So I think we need to look at auxiliary industries around me. We need to say to yourself, what are the immediate human needs that you can fulfill in exchange for value? And once we begin to think that way, we're becoming optimistic, but also looking at things in a, in real terms, in the fact that this is where we are, this is the environment in front of us. But going back again to your initial question, uh, Dr. Nvelle, it's easy for us to talk wh- the way we talk, you know, let's zoom, let's do, let's hustle. 
But if you look at the guys in Tembisa, Alexander, Deep Slot, and those kind of places, the conversation there is different. It's, it's, it's much more different than what we're having here. So we need to find a way to reach out to these guys, not in a very uh, kind of welfare kind of way, but in an upskilling and, and sharing of skills and saying, how can we help you develop a better skill that you can sell into the market? Even if it's within your market, within a, 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 you know, I don't know, a kilometer of radius, who can you sell? What can you do in exchange of value? For us, it's easy. You go online, you get somebody to design. But for those guys that were getting into a text and going to a job, coming back. So the game has changed. They can't do that anymore. The social distancing, less people in the text and all those kind of things. So I think for, for people like us on this, on this call here, because if you're able to be online and be on Zoom, that puts you at the top of the food chain, literally. You are right at the top of the food chain. It is our responsibility to say, can we go and impact and influence those people who are at their highest need positively without being too charitable to demeaning them and making them lose their essence, but showing up for them differently? Because that's what we need to do as a country. Thank you very much. I think you hit it on the nail. Uh, but, you know, by, by obviously, uh, looking at the, the different interventions that are required, uh, for different, yeah. I think the point, the case in point is the fact that, you know, um, obviously, so, so South Africa, it's, 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 a, it's a very, uh, frustrating country to say the least in, in a sense that, you know, this COVID-19 is sort of put in our faces inequalities yeah. at the grand scale. And the biggest challenge: How do we those that are those are those that are uh, fortunate or privileged? How do they bring others? How do they lift um, those that are in the poorer communities? Because you know, obviously, access to data, access to information, access to different sets of skills, it's it, it, it's a it's it's a luxury for most people. They don't have that. Absolutely. So I think that's a that's a billion dollar question. Yeah. How do we, you know, we can understand because that's obviously a conversation on its own, you know, um, but uh, Justice raised a very interesting point around different and emerging uh, industries, um, which unfortunately can only be accessed by those that yeah. who are in the know-how. So, but we still need for South Africa to be successful. It just can't be a, a few people who are, who've got access to resources or materials or influence. It yeah. has to be everybody else. Absolutely. So that's the bigger question because that's where the motivation, I hope, uh, needs to go into. Very, do you have a view in terms of how do we, based on what Billy said, how do we bring everybody in? Guys in Tembisa, Soslaraz, uh, uh, Steve Sloot, by the way, who happens to be majority. Um, if we leave them out, uh, we, we obviously perpetuating inequalities that we see. Uh, thanks once again, Dr. Pele. I think it's a, it's a very great question that uh, Billy raised. And let me say, on my side, I've got a number of followers on Facebook and uh, LinkedIn, especially on 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 Facebook, uh, on and, and Instagram. I mean, like you get people who, I mean, like because most people do have an access to Facebook. Uh, I find myself almost on a daily basis writing some pieces of not just motivation, but talking about facts, especially when it comes to this kind of uh, like a mindset shift, because that's very important because some people are suffering from this uh, entitlement mindset of saying, you know what, uh, I, I deserve to get this without really having to work, you know, for, I mean, like for it, like the, the new markets and the uh, industries that are coming up that are going to be booming. It's, it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. It needs one to acquire skills, but that requires you to have that hunger for learning. You need to have that hunger for, for, for knowledge, for a new life, because you, you can't just say, here's the market, just jump in there. And then you can't just jump in there because also you are competing. So it simply means that people, we need to be able to have this kind of a growth mindset instead of just a closed mindset of saying, I'm going to take it upon myself, that I'm going to develop myself. I'm going to sit down and work on this thing and just develop a skill here because it's all about skill sets now. We can talk about it like, like I always say as well, that motivation is just to get you started, but it won't do anything for you if you're not willing to work. You've got to work it. So it's important that first of all, you need to understand and say, okay, what is it that I want to, 
I mean, like to, to, to do in order to save. Like properly, I mean, indicated talking about auxiliary skills, you know, around you, that things that you can actually do that are immediate to you. What are those things? And then identify one. Don't try to be all over the place at once. I understand that the issue of hustling sometimes can mislead people. But try to understand, identify one thing and just work at it and try to be so good at it that you will actually get a piece of this cake as well. Because sometimes you try to do everything at once and you end up chasing too many things and you end up not really being so good at one thing or to be known at one yeah. thing. At the same time, you're trying to balance that and say, okay, I need to make a living. But, I mean, for long term, you need to build something that's going to be sustainable. I mean, like for an example, for, I mean, like myself, I, I could be doing so many other things, but mine is just about speaking, coaching and training. You know, I'm, I'm around that. So whatever I'm building, I'm growing myself around that. And then that's something that actually sets you apart. And then you are able to do, you know, what you're doing. Otherwise, you don't have all the time to do everything that you want to do. But identify few important things and dedicate your time on doing those things. And I think for me, it's a question of encouraging everyone to be focused. Because you, you, you don't have time to do everything. You know, just identify those few things and then master them and then move on. Thank you very much. Uh, so, 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 so this platform, just a quick one, this platform like Facebook and whatever, I'm reaching out to so many people. But obviously we've got those ones that as well may not be on Facebook, but I found that there are many people who are in there. It's a question of just planting that seed over and over again. And then, you know what, it's like seasons. I mean, some people are in their summer, some are in their winter, but with time they will get into their season as well. Completely agree, completely agree. Thank you very much, Bill. One thing that, uh, which you said, which is very important, is staying focused. Try and, and, and master a particular skill set. Because if you master it, if you do it well, it sets you apart. If it sets you apart, it's likely to be a leveraging point. But, but having said that, for me, that rests on, you know, one critical issue. That is that of changing the mindset, changing your attitude. Changing the mentality, which is like a biggest challenge every single human being can focus. But how do we get to a point where we are able to navigate and, 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 and challenge our mindset to go, to think beyond? Yes, you understand that you can't do everything. And how do you get to a point where you, you stick to what you are good at or you invest in what you potentially to be good at? That's a million dollar question. What do you think, Billy? Yeah, no, it's true. I think. It's true what you're saying. We, even though, I mean, I agree 100% with what Veli is saying. Uh, even though we are in this space, a lot of people are then tempted to run all over the show and try and be everything to everybody. You end up meaning nothing to anybody. There has to be a sense of focus. You've got to choose three or four lanes. My lanes have been the same for the past 20 years. Coaching, speaking, facilitation, and speaking. That's all I've been doing. And added on to that, I'm going digital. I'm writing a book. I'm doing these kind of things. And I'm coaching people. So we need to stay positive. We need to have a much bigger outlook, but you also need to be focused. We cannot afford not to be focused because people don't like to deal with general dealers anymore. People like to deal with men and women that carry a particular integrity on particular tracks. You know, because when people are having a conversation and, and somebody says, my employees are demotivated, when my name comes through, there's integrity behind it. When I'm sitting in a conversation and somebody says, you know, I want a car to be fixed. There's a particular guy who fixes cars, who's been fixing cars for the past 15 years. I can put my name behind his name, and I know I'll not be disappointed. So even though we're faced with this whole thing, we don't need to go on to an overdrive of a panic and end up trying to become who we are not and failing this much. We have to say, this is who I am, this is what I do. How do I repurpose what I do to make sure that I'm relevant to this new world? Going online, you know, all kinds of things. We cannot afford to panic and lose our essence and try and become everything at the same time. We have to understand this is where we are. We have to understand this one fundamental reality that life is not going to be the same. It's now life unusual going forward. And there are so many predictive models. There are so many futurists saying this, and that, but nobody knows exactly. So this is the time where you need to be grounded in who you are, but find ways of engaging in a way that is economically viable for other people. Zoom, it's, nobody pays for Zoom. It's only data that you pay for. So that's what we need to do. We cannot afford panic, and we cannot afford to say, I'm going to try something new. 
I mean, overnight people are selling uh, masks and gloves and whatever. It's crazy. And people, I say, I'm not selling those things. I know nothing about gloves. I know nothing about masks. I know nothing about sanitizers. I am not going to do that. And, and that's it. And, and people's integrity is going to go barely up because they want to make big mistakes because they don't know what they're doing. Because they, are, they say there's an opportunity to say there have been people who've been in this industry for longer than you. There have been guys who are making masks long ago. Guys who are doing sanitizers long ago. Guys who are doing gloves long ago. What makes you believe that suddenly you going to become the guru on gloves and masks? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting observation. Justice, Eric, you want to become a guru in, in, in masks? I tell you what, can I, can, can, I, can I do this? Let's, let's take a break in the next two minutes or so, um, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll come okay. back in a, in a minute. Uh, DJ Flo, uh, let's, let's take a break in a minute, and, and while colleagues are still uh, you know, thinking critically in terms of how do we change our mentality uh, and attitude and how do we invest our energies on what, you know, is potentially lucrative for us as, as individuals moving forward. Let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Dembele on 101.9 High FM. Hey, welcome back uh, to, to Beyond Governance. My name is Nimrod. I'm having a very exciting conversation with the uh, Colleagues here, we've got Eric Stillman, we've got Mr. Velindaba, and we've got Mr. Billy Silakani, and of course, we've got Daddy uh, Justice Indaba, uh, really, you know, uh, deliberating on, 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 on how do we get everybody in a positive mode. We know that we are in a very depressing environment, but, uh, you know, despite the challenges, there are a lot of opportunities. Uh, that's it. I was the one, for me, one of the things that I've learned out of, uh, the, the quagmire of COVID-19 is to live within my limit, within my means. Yeah. You know, because if you don't live within your means, you are more exposed. You know, it has sort of re, 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 re endangered the culture of savings. You know, yeah. you appreciate the value of savings because there, there will be times like this, uh, where you need to tap into your savings. But when you have been living the last life, uh, of, of, of debt, you become so exposed because all your money is gone. Uh, you, you've got nothing to fall back on. Uh, when we started, he spoke about the Gucci's and all this fancy stuff. Now it's also about to look internally, look deep and, and, and acknowledge what is it that you can do for yourself. And, and in the most important, how do you help other people to grow? Uh, welcome back, folks. Uh, believe before we, 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 we parted, um, you know, uh, our, our session, you were talking about what do you know about making masks? What do you know about making gloves? <laughs> and, <laughs> People have been doing this for years. <laughs> so, so there's no time you, to be. <laughs> you cannot smart people that have been in the industries that they are in for a long time. You know, we, that's short term thinking. And I, and I think that's the challenge that we as a country have. We'd like to, you know, like entrepreneurship. We, we think it's a fashionable thing. It's difficult being an entrepreneur. It's exceptionally difficult. And we think that a young man who grew up in a family where the father was a driver, the mother was a domestic worker, that this guy's going to become a genius entrepreneur. No, it's not going to happen. It takes years, many, many years of training, of exposure, of trying and failing within a safe environment before you really make it big. So I think we need to go back to basics. We need to go back to basics and say to our people, we need to teach our people skills to, to understand what life is, the, ba- the simple basic understanding of life. And again, if you look at the way people are fighting about, oh, bottle stores must open this, you can see that our society has been skewed to becoming more consumers than producers. Let's do a mind shift. Let's inspire people to say, now you can't be consuming stuff. What is it that you can produce? Which society needs now, which can become a great, of great, a great value exchange? And let's cut the bells and whistles and let's be, go back to the basics and say, we need to cut down. You know, we need, you need to not even live on your means. You need to live below your means, literally. You need to, if you're going to Woolworths, you need to go back to checkers. You know, you need to be real now. It's not, there's no time for fancy food work. So, but it's all about mindset. I think we need to inspire people to think differently, not only inspire them to think differently, but also give them practical skills that can give them skills that are needed in this new economy that we're facing. Because it's not going to be the same again. It is completely changed. And it will continue to change. 
I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, you wanna, you wanna, you know, um, uh, Velinda, yeah. you wanna quickly come in? Absolutely, absolutely, Doctor. I, I think uh, uh, Propelia said a mouthful on that one because that's why I was um, emphasizing the point that you've got to know your lane because people who call themselves entrepreneurs, they just try all these things, but they lack skills. You see, yeah. you can't just try to, to, to fumble away and just trying to sell everything. You've got to try to build a career, something that you're going to be known for. Mm. Don't just be all over the place because you end up meaning actually nothing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So guys, guys, unfortunately, I have to leave you and love you because I've got my my other Zoom coming. I need to prepare. But thank you very much, doctor, and thank you very much, gentlemen, for being here. I hope that uh, you are safe with your families and let's get this nation going. Thank you, great stuff, great stuff. Thanks. That was leaving us for for yet another uh, Zoom uh, meeting. Uh, Of course, we understand this thing ought to happen. But let me just quickly bring in uh, Eric here. I mean, one thing that Billy, um, as well as Rayleigh, and the two numbers, if I may add, um, have said something in common that stay in your lane. Uh, you know, be good at something, uh, invest in yourself so that you yeah. become competitive. Um, because that's one thing that is a take home, uh, for, for, for this kind of conversation. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, my, my track is a little bit different here. I agree with, with everything they've said. It's been a privilege to be part of this panel. I must say, I gained personally in terms of what Billy and Velia have said and, and, and justice as well and yourself. I'm concerned with, with two other issues. I'm concerned with the, the, the large majority of the population that are not working, that are, that need to work, that want to work, they want to get back to work and how, how we can do that, how we can get out of lockdown. It's a conversation going on, as I said earlier, worldwide. And one hopes that ways and means will be found. To, to, to ease the lockdown so that people can, who were working, can work, can be productive. Companies can operate effectively and the economy can get back to normal. I'll give you just to compare to, to Britain. I, w- I was listening on TV this morning. Britain has been subsidizing 80% or 85% the government of everyone's wages that has not been working. But they can't carry on doing that now. They've cut it to 60%. We don't have the resources to do that. People have desperate needs right now. And, and, and the, the consensus of, of opinion that I've been reading is that extending the lockdown and all the restrictive conditions indefinitely is actually not really going to help with limiting the effect of COVID and allowing the hospital system to cope better. We've reached that point. Some of the professional, even Karim has said, Professor Karim has said that. So I'm hoping that the national conversation, the international conversation is to, to, to find ways to move towards level two, level, level three, level two, and more and more like rational decision making about what, where the risks really are and where people can get back to normal. And the second topic I want to con- con- you know, reflect on now is also talking about that mass of the population I, 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 on an optimistic note. Something I mentioned last week when we were talking about online education and online trading in terms of e-commerce. Our, our data for education should be zero-rated. Data accessibility in this environment for the poor should be something that is provided. It is no huge cost to Vodacom, MTN, CLC, Telcom. There's Spectrum, which has been released. And I'll tell you what the third is. Almost everyone in this country and worldwide has got a cell phone. And these days, many, many more of them are smartphones. The moment you've got access to data, You've got access to skills that you've all been talking about. You've got access to continuing with education. You've got access even, and I do not underestimate, the creativity of the mass of our youth, of our population, who are incredibly tech-savvy, today's generation, 
the millennial and generation Z generation are with it. Give them the opportunity to participate in the economy just through data and through skills accessibility in that space and get them back to normal work. So those are the two real things I feel quite passionately about to, to partly normalize again, get people working and then to bring people into the economy, into the new economy by, by making critical things like data more available. No, no, thanks, Eric. I think the issues that you raise are quite important, even though for the, for the purpose of this conversation, um, are necessarily more direct because the, you're talking about policy, um, um, issues, for an example. And I agree with mm. you. For an example, the, the issue of, of, um, uh, zero rating of data, that, that, that has a completely different, uh, implication because, uh, you know, um, you know, ICT companies, are jogging because that that's another issue that needs to be, you know, sorted out at the policy level. Um, and again, the issue of releasing of, of additional spectrum, it, it's a policy consideration because if um, the government can release additional, you know, space by bringing other players uh, into the into the game, that obviously would have a knock-on effect in terms of dropping or or lowering, you know, some of the the, the, the data. So so that that is something that. At the, from a policy level or at the policy front, government needs to uh, uh, pursue, um, and, and we have an opportunity because part of this conversation is all about how do we restart the economy. You cannot start re- restart the economy if you can't uh, restructure the economy. If you cannot, um, you know, attend to structural uh, 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 configuration of the economy, which all the private players have been pointing out that, you know, it's quite restricting. Uh, we're not in an environment where uh, uh, it's easy to do business. So so I just wanted to flag that point that it is an important point that you're raising. It's something that at the policy level, governors to move with speed. But coming back to 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 to, to, to justice and, and um, value, as we are wrapping up, we've got literally about three minutes to wrap up. Um, what are your take-home points given what, um, you know, Eric has said, given what Billy Sigan has said, uh, in terms of trying to motivate people to, 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 you know, almost the, uh, honing their skills, uh, master some, you know, some kind of skills so that they become, uh, competent or, uh, relevant in the, in, in the market. How, what would your advice be? Um, for, for, for me, really, um, in any situation, um, I always say to people, um, other than, yeah, this whole issue of new skill sets and so on. But we know that, uh, after every adversity, there are opportunities. So people, I think people in their different environments, as dire as they are, there are opportunities. So people need to think first, what problem are they solving? You know, so if you know what problem you are solving, then you have a business. And then uh, somebody's gonna come to you. So uh, I think a lot of time people uh, don't look into that and just do things because other people are doing them. So I would rather say that if you are in the shanty town or if you are in, uh, yes, at that point there are no opportunities or whatever, but look around you and look about, look about at things that are giving people um, stress and what are the problems that they're experiencing. And out of those problems, you might uh, pick up a business. And if you if you solve that problem, people will pay you for it. So that's the starting point. So uh, at times we maybe we can just look at those basics and say, look, um, some of these things that uh, we're talking about, they are too high level at policy level and this and this. So, however, we can look at uh, our different environments and solve those problems. And as we grow, we can then begin to look for resources to expand. And that is when we can now go to uh, the CFAS and these other institutions to assist. But first, you've got to stand up and, and evaluate and, and your environment and assess your environment and say, um, this is the problem I'm solving. So I think that's the starting point. No, no, thank you very much. Uh, uh, Vinny, let me just quickly bring you in here. We've got literally a, a minute 
Uh, as you wrap up, what you, what, what's your take home and how would you advise listeners, uh, in terms of staying positive? Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, the first thing I think the point that I raised was about fear. That fear is something that is, is okay. You know, uh, not to say if something is fearful is bad. No, it's okay. It just signals that you are entering a new territory, but don't allow that fear to paralyze you, to make you not able to think about the situation at hand. So ask yourself, how can I reinvent myself? Because it's times like this, it's crises and it's challenges that actually bring out the best in us. So don't just look at, you know, fear itself or this situation that is fearful, because if you focus on it uh, uh, with, with, with everything, it will grow and it will tend to overwhelm you. So, and then the last one, in terms of, uh, Eric mentioned as well, in terms of the data for youth and whatever, it has to be made free, but we need to do a lot of mindset shift because there are a lot of people who've got cell phones and have got data, but they're misusing it. They're just playing games and not, they're not developing themselves. So that kind of a mindset shift to saying, guys, yeah, that still that. Yeah. That. So, so that's something that's very important. Even adults, they play around with their data as if, you know what, there's no tomorrow. So it's very important that the mindset is actually changed for people to take themselves seriously and develop their skills. No, really, thank you very much for that very useful point. Unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it here because we run out of time. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed tonight's conversation because somehow I think the listeners are really taking some, 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 you know, food for thought because ultimately, uh, we obviously have to confront the, the pandemic with, with positive, uh, outlook. Uh, we have to, obviously, we don't have to be fearful as, uh, has pointed out. We have to change our mindset. And, uh, as, as, uh, Justice pointed out as well, um, you know, the adversity has the propensity to give us new opportunities. We just need to be focused and look at what these opportunities are likely to bring for ourselves and, you know, probably refine our skill sets so that we're able to take advantage of those kind of opportunities. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it here. Until we meet again next week, it has been an absolute pleasure. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Cheers, Doc. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Doc. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, Eric.